Hello, happy Friday. Welcome to today's episode of Things Nobody Tells You. It is Lily, me. I'm here. I'm exhausted. I'm, I've been sick all week for like the last two weeks, honestly. I've been incredibly ill. I'm coming out of it. But you know when you're like getting over being sick and you're just exhausted, you're tired. Like you're physically, emotionally, mentally, I probably, I want to say spiritually tired from being sick. I sound all woo-woo. I'm very tired. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. I also have, it's really hard for me to speak. It's very difficult for me to breathe still. So you'll hear me like, I have to like pause. <laughs> so I apologize. You probably, it's very annoying. Like when I hear the edit and I listen to it back, I'm like, Ugh, that's, I sound ridiculous. But I, I, I apologize. There is nothing I can do about it at this given point in time. So we're just going to have to power through. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night, depending when you're listening to this. This is your Friday episode. How are we doing? How are you guys doing? Are you okay? I don't know if anyone's asked you if you're okay today. Are you okay? DM me. Let me know. How are you feeling? How are you doing? What's going on with you? A lot of you have been spilling a lot of tea about what's been going on in your life uh, recently, and I'm here for it. Um, everyone's getting ghosted. Myself included. That happened to me the other week. Everyone's getting ghosted. Everyone's getting abandoned. Um, it's it's an epidemic at this point, and um, all we have at this point is the podcast <laughs> because no one can see my TikTok. And I, so what we have is the podcast right now. So that's the only place we can talk about ghosting. Anyway, Valentine's Day is next week, you guys. So all I'm going to say is like, let's, let's get it together to be single on Valentine's Day. I can't, I can't. That would actually be very fun if we had like a Valentine's Day club. I wish I'd thought about that in time. Like we could all send each other something, but I didn't. So we can't. Okay. So. I'm going to start off the day by talking about obviously my best friend, Taylor Swift. All right. And I just want to let you know some fun little numbers that came out. So I know I, I don't want to like point it out, but we did not have an episode yesterday. And why was that? Because I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm exhausted. And quite frankly, nothing really happened yesterday. Like I was like talking to my producer and she was like, honestly, just take the day off. Like nobody's going to care. And that's where I, honestly, that's how I'm living my life. I'm like live, laugh, scream the way through it. Okay, so I should really put that on a t-shirt. That'd be, I should wear that. Taylor Swift has announced that the Heiress Tour movie will be on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so for anyone who hasn't watched it, get a Disney Plus subscription and you're going to be able to watch it as of March 15th. That's, that's fabulous. That's great. I can do that. that I'm here for that. Here's, here's the other thing. This is reportedly, you know, this is just reportedly, so very alleged, but um, the network did decline to comment on the streaming deal. Variety reported the 34-year-old pop star would be paid a whopping eight figures for her Disney deal, but obviously it is not. This is, this is I think, speculation. Um, or maybe leaked information. I don't know. But it is being reported by the Daily Mail and Variety 
uh, no, by the Daily Mail is repeating this. So actually, it's not being reported by Variety that the deal was $75 million, which actually I heard that number. I actually didn't think it was that much because the film made like $261 billion worldwide at the box office. So like, honestly, $75 million for Disney? I mean, they caught themselves a bargain. A bargain. $261 million and you got it for $75? You got yourself a bargain. Ding. That is a bargain. And you're going to get a bunch of new subscribers from that. And I do wonder, because she has the, the same thing as the heiress to her, but for reputation, she has that that was removed from Netflix. So the contract with Netflix for it to sit on that streaming service expired end of last year, I believe. And that is nowhere right now. So that will eventually, I'm sure, go on a home. And if she is, I wonder if that's going to Disney Plus. I wonder if she's going to see what the contract will look like with Disney Plus, what her experience will be, and then put it there. I don't know. But I do know that obviously she hasn't released Reputation, Taylor's version yet, right? So I do wonder if Reputation, the the tour, I do wonder if that will end up, um, I do wonder if that will end up somewhere when reputation Taylor's version is announced I do want there's there's she's definitely doing something there anyway that's that and I'm excited did you know that her hours to her movie was the highest grossing concert film of all time that's insane that's crazy okay moving on now I want to tell you a fun story about this man Ben Affleck I once spilt coffee all over Ben Affleck and I'm going to tell you, it wasn't in a Dunkin', it, it wasn't in a Dunkin' Donuts. It wasn't. It was in a different type of coffee shop. It wasn't in a Dunkin' Donuts. And this was back when he was dating, I think her last name is, I don't want to mess up her name, so I apologize. I believe her name is Anna de Amas. Anna de Amas? Her first name is Anna. Anna, however she pronounces it. Again, I apologize. I hate not knowing how to pronounce people's names. She, he was dating her allegedly I don't I don't know if it's fact but so this was a while ago and I spilled coffee all over him I went to pick up mine and I knocked it and it spilled all over him and I didn't realize it was him until the end of the interaction I was like ah crap so yeah now speaking of Ben Affleck so Ben Affleck he has an undying love for Dunkin Donuts if you don't know this trust me this story is going somewhere just wait this is actually really crazy news so he has been working since like always there was all these paparazzi pictures actually especially when he was with Anna of him like getting coffee looking depressed holding the coffee doing all these like holding many coffees all at once like Duncan it was like a walking commercial but the, he wasn't partnered with Duncan at the time he's just loving his Duncan um and I believe it was last year that he was in a Super Bowl commercial for Duncan and according to the Daily Mail, a source confirmed to CNN that he was paid close to $10 million for that 30-second Super Bowl ad. That was the one where he, like, surprised people when they were coming through the drive-thru and he, like, puts his head out and he's serving them. That was a pretty good concept for an ad. Like, simple, effective. That was pretty good. Now, while you might think that $10 million is a lot of money, wait for this. Dunkin' Donuts sold more donuts the next day after that commercial than any other day in their history. 
Isn't that insane? It's crazy to me the power of a commercial. It's wild to me the power of a commercial. More donuts than any day in history from a commercial. That's crazy. That's absolutely wild. $10 million. It'd probably end up being $5 million after taxes and agency fees and management fees. There's nothing to sneeze at. Five mil for a commercial. Maybe a little bit less. There's a lot of fees and things that go into that. But like, actually, you know what? I tell a lie. Usually what happens is the the agency fees are separate. Management fee. My co-host is here. Hi. Do you have anything to say to the people? Nothing to say? You have nothing to say to the people? They love you. Actually, I don't know that they love you. They, they don't really speak about you. My co-host is here. She's going to sit on the recorder. That's her spot. <laughs> she's, she's live, laugh, loving karma. What do you think of Ben Affleck's $10 million Super Bowl ad from last year? Do you think it was a fair amount? You're just going to play with the cord. Okay. All right. She doesn't have that much to say today. She's pretty quiet. She usually has something to say. She sees me when I'm recording and she's like, perfect. This is the perfect time to get her. Let's let's kidnap her. I've been catnapped. Okay. Next, 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 next. All right. Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner. Such a sweet moment. Did you see Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Whoa, I, I can't let go of Ben. Ben's over there doing his Duncan ad. I moved on to Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner. So Mark Ruffalo got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And obviously Mark and Jen were in the movie 13 Going on 30. Or if you were me, you knew it as Suddenly 30. Because the name of the movie weirdly changed depending on the country. I don't know why that was. Um, and they were reunited for this ceremony. And she gave a speech at his his ceremony. Now obviously like I wasn't really going to. I mean this is like this is news but it's nothing crazy. I wanted to talk about this because I'm fascinated by it, okay? So Mark is 56, right? He's done a lot in his career, right? And Jennifer's 51. Um, And they worked together in 2004. So they worked together 20 years ago. I wanted to talk about, do you know how much it costs to get, do you know what it is to get your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? If you don't know what the Hollywood Walk of Fame is, it's, it's like when people think about Hollywood, there's like three things. There's the Hollywood sign, Okay, which is up in the hills, but you can see it. Then there's the Dolby Theater and the Chinese Theater that sit on Hollywood Boulevard right next to each other. The Dolby Theater is where they have the Academy Awards. Okay, I also graduated <laughs> in that theater. So, like, it's it's an insane theater. Like, it's really crazy. It's amazing. Then there's the Chinese Theater, which is when you see them shut down Hollywood Boulevard. It's like, it's like Hollywood premiere on Hollywood Boulevard, they've shut down Hollywood Boulevard and they will do the premiere in the Chinese theater, which is a theater theater, right? Then in front of the Chinese theater, you have, um, they, I don't, they don't really do this anymore to my knowledge much, but like, you know, the hands in the concrete where celebrities put their hands in the concrete and the feet in the concrete and they sign their name in the concrete and it's put down. So that's where that is. And then all up and down Hollywood Boulevard for a couple of miles is Hollywood, the stars, the walk of fame that are in the, the ground where everyone walks on top of them. And to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, first of all, you have to go on a wait list for a couple of years. 
that's just how it works. You get you get waitlisted. You have to put your own name forward. And then there is a $75,000 $75,000 fee upon selection. The fee is used to pay for the creation and install installation of the star as well as the maintenance. And then you have to, I think, keep paying certain fees as life goes on here and there. Um, I don't think it's a one and done thing. I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, 75000 Do you know what I would do with $75,000? I would not get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, obviously, I understand, like, every celebrity has a different situation. Maybe they're personally not footing the bill, but someone is. Like, they might have an agent or a management company or an enterprise or, or a company that wants to sponsor their star for whatever reason. Like, that, the inner workings of the payment, I think, sometimes are, they're definitely not disclosed to the public. And I do, I think that every celebrity pays for that themselves. Maybe no. That would just be my guess. That's a complete guess. But, yeah, 75000 that's insane. That's for the star. That's not when you put your hands. I think when you're asked for the Chinese theater, that's separate. Hollywood Walk of Fame and the Chinese theater are two separate things. When you put your hands in the concrete and your feet in the concrete, I think that's being honored because your movie premiered at the Chinese theater. So I think that very separate. Like Judy Garland has her hands there. Like it's all very, like John Wayne has his hands. So it's all very different and I don't know if it's always been like $75,000 I'm sure it's like gone up with inflation they're like yeah next year is gonna be a million you know our maintenance man we're giving him we're giving him more money valid why not so anyway I just it blows my mind because you look at all these stars and you're like especially the more recent ones you're like wow you paid 75 grand for this (laughs) like was it worth it like it's in the news for one day (laughs) is it worth I don't know just so many people have their name on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm like, can't if I pay 75 grand, can I have it? Who the heck knows? Anyway, I, I thought it was very sweet that Jennifer Garner gave a speech at his his starring. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I did. I did that, that anytime I see a star, I'm just like 75 grand, 75 grand. <laughs> I can't. Okay, moving swiftly on. I, I, look, I'm a little confused by something in the news. So I'm confused by the news. Um, Prince Harry was at the NFL. Ugh, it was like some award ceremony for the NFL. This, this is really off the, the, this is really off the cuff. Okay. And he gave this speech, like a series of jokes. And this is right after he got back from this was like last night he got back from visiting his father the day before he had a brief 30 minute meeting with his own father after his cancer announcement which you know he probably wasn't privy to um until right before otherwise why would he have gone like right when it struck the media that doesn't make any sense you know so um he probably didn't know until like right before it was announced to the public and that sucks but he went there, was there for 30 minutes, and basically flew straight back. And then was here for the NFL awards thingy-majiggy, which I don't even care to know what it's called. But he And he gave out an award. And I don't quite understand what he was doing there. Like, it was just like, what does Prince Harry have to do with the NFL? Like, yes, I know he loves rugby. 
and I know he was, you know, he's um, co-founder of the board of the Invictus Games. So he's like in the sports arena and very supportive of like of certain communities within the sports arena too. I just, it confused me so much why why such a big award in, within the NFL was given to Prince Harry to hand out. It just was so random. It was very random, and, and I maybe I'm missing something, but I tried Googling it. I couldn't quite figure it out. I, it, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. If anyone could tell me why, that'd be great. I'm not shading him. I'm sure... He might have been paid quite a lot of money to to do that appearance and had that out. And maybe he was paid no money. I don't know. But um, it, it, was, it was very random to me. And I think it was random to a lot of other people too. Because it made headlines for that reason. So I don't know. I don't quite understand. I don't quite get it. But that's okay. Um, I thought he did well. I think... Look, I wish Harry and Meghan the best. I really do. And I think it's so, to be, you know, exiled from your own family is uh, the worst. Um, They should call into the Buckle Up hotline because, (laughs) you imagine Prince Harry calls into the Buckle Up. I don't know, is it the NFL thingy-majiggy? He could come into the Buckle Up hotline. He'll be like, Lily, I need some help. I don't know what to tell you, but my father doesn't speak to me anymore because I wrote this book. (laughs) I exposed him <laughs> for everything he did and I don't know what to do about it. Do you have any ideas? And I'd be like, Harry, I'll keep it anonymous. <laughs> Second of all, I do know what to do. <laughs> Just go live your life. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I've had a lot of caffeine today. Okay. All right. We're back with our run from men segment. And we are back with our Run from men segment because men keep attacking us and killing us and it's no fun. So stop it. Oh, wow, I'm a really good singer songwriter. Okay. I want to talk to okay, you know my feeling. If you've been listening to the Run from Men segment, you know my feeling. You know my feeling about cruise ships. They are literally, if you would like to go missing, if you would like to have something horrible happen to you, get on a cruise ship. For some reason, I don't think a cruise ship is going to sponsor this podcast. Look, this is all I have to say. The cruise ships are legit the worst. Like, I don't understand. I don't. If you're someone who goes on a cruise ship, this is not me hating on you. I am. It infuriates me, the inner workings, the politicalness of cruise ships. I'm not hating on you for enjoying cruises. I'm just be clear here. Okay. Okay. And let's get into why. All right. Are you ready? This is the story of Rebecca Coriam. I, oh, hold on. Okay, I apologize for not pronouncing people's names correctly. I have terrible, I have a terrible time with it, okay? And I deeply apologize. I think this woman's last name is pronounced Coriam. Coriam? Rebecca Coriam. Okay, I apologize again. And this happened in 2011. And I actually remember this. I was in the 11th grade at the time. And I remember when this happened because it made news. And I remember my mom talking to me about it. Okay. So Rebecca was 24 years old. She was born in Chester, which is in the UK. And she vanished while she was working on a Disney cruise ship in 2011. 
her she had a girlfriend at the time um her name was Tracy and she saw Rebecca in the early hours before she vanished on March 21st Rebecca's parents Mike and Ann believed their daughter was murdered and her body was thrown overboard now right before she disappeared like keep in mind her body's never been found she's never been found she's a missing person technically I'm sure she is I don't know if she's legally been pronounced dead but it's been so much time she probably has been however Right before she went missing in the early hours of the morning, she was seen talking on like the security cameras. She's seen talking on the phone, being very distressed. Then um, everyone theorized that basically she was exercising on like the fourth of the fifth deck and a wave, a rogue wave came up and swept her overboard. Now, and the railing wasn't too high on this deck, so it's believed to be plausible that this occurred. Her parents do not believe this. They believe that their daughter was murdered and her body was thrown overboard after she was sexually assaulted by an unknown attacker. Her, I believe there was a lot of controversy about like a a supposed alleged love triangle because either her ex-boyfriend or also maybe her boyfriend, or someone who was just interested in her, it's unclear what their relationship was, also became a bartender on the cruise. So there was maybe a lot going on there. And the cruise determined that she had gone overboard because they said, oh, look, we found a flip-flop, a sandal on the cruise deck and said this is hers. But it wasn't even the right size shoe. It wasn't even the right size shoe. And they and it had someone else's name on the shoe, apparently, too. So it was just like the, the cruise was clearly clutching at straws to make it seem like it was an accident. OK, um, Disney said she was swept overboard by an enormous wave, vanished at sea, never seen again. They decided that would be the end of it. However, the alarm was only raised after she had been gone for a few hours and had not turned up for work. It wasn't raised straight away. Once she didn't show up for work is when it became problematic. Her parents settled a lawsuit with Disney out of court in 2016. So the superintendent, now I don't know, and they've given me his name in this article, but I don't know if that's the superintendent of the ship. I don't know if that's the superintendent. Like the the ship was going to Mexico. I don't know if that's in Mexico. I don't know who this is, okay? I don't know which country he is under the law of, all right? He apparently conducted interviews and determined after just talking to six witnesses that there was no foul play. This is a boat of 3,000 passengers and staff. 3,000 passengers and staff. But the vast majority were never spoken to by officers. Chester Police was sent the full report by the, oh, here we go, I found it. The Bahamas, the Bahamian authorities clearly took jurisdiction of this, but claimed that they were unable to share it with the family of Rebecca because it was not their property. I mean, I think that's pretty typical and like a a long history of any cruise ship, like not specific to Disney at all, like any cruise ship company, they will everything goes on lockdown. Everything goes on lockdown. It has a lot to do with liability. This is also an employee. This is not just a passenger. So there's a lot more liability involved. Um, Like a lot more goes into it. So they lock it down. Honestly, even with passengers, they lock it down and it needs to be an accident. That's just how it is. And if there is no evidence that suggests otherwise, they are not pushing to find the evidence. That's not happening. 
And Rebecca was never seen again. She was never heard from again. Um, her parents definitely believe she is deceased because they believe that there was foul play involved and that her and that ha- that happened. However, okay, my co-host is trying to go into my purse. Karma, if you try to take my chocolate from my purse, I'll put you back on the streets. That's what I thought. Um, so it, it is it is a very mysterious case, you know, and everyone kind of shut up about it, which I find very weird. And it's just bizarre to me. Like, it's truly bizarre. And I, again, like one of the worst things that can happen to you is for a family member, a friend, a loved one to go missing. Yes, death is very hard to deal with, but you do have a final answer. To deal with the unknown and settle with that answer goes against everything we are as a person and as a parent. I can't even begin to imagine. Cruise ships are so scary. Like, they're just scary. Like, I will, I, I'm saying it. Like, they're terrifying. And the fact that employees aren't even protected is awful. And you would think someone who had been on a cruise ship, worked on a cruise ship, if the water was rough, like, you wouldn't go somewhere with a low railing. You wouldn't be near the sides. How wide is the railing that it takes you? Like, I'm just like, that just, just, scientifically, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think there's too many additional um, angsty relationships involved in her life. It also is said that she had lost a grandparent right before this happened. Like, I just don't believe it. I am on the side of her parents. I do not believe that this was an accident. That doesn't mean, like, any cruise ship is liable for, like, what happened to her. But I think someone did something to her on that boat that is getting away with it. Like, that person will never be caught. And that is devastating. That is devastating. I'm glad that her parents were able to settle with Disney and figured out whatever. I don't know their feelings of it, so I'm actually not even going to speak on it. But they clearly filed a lawsuit and figured it out. <sighs> I, I, I really can't handle the missing persons cases, especially in this part of the world. Like we all, we talked about um, another woman who went missing in a similar area on a cruise ship and was just never seen again. And that one I truly believe was human trafficking. I believe she was human trafficked because then we had sightings of her after. Rebecca was never seen again. I truly believe this was, I think, based on the facts, this was like someone who knew her, who met her harm. Um, I think it was probably a moment of like complete and utter emotion that ended her life. I don't think it was a stranger. Um, and it'll, I, it sucks that it'll never be solved. It's like, there'll just never be an answer on this. Um, and if that isn't your warning not to go on a cruise ship, then I don't know what is. I will personally not be going on a cruise ship. I don't, I have no desire to. It scares me. I don't need to to be one of these stories on a podcast one day. I'm not doing it. And knowing my luck, I would be. 
Also, I'd be the worst person. I would be so problematic if anyone tried to kidnap me. You have no idea. No idea. It'd be so problematic. Anyway, that's the run from men for today. Please write into the podcast. Um, email is in the description box wherever you're listening to this, and so is the phone number. Give us a call. Leave a voicemail. Mail. Remain anonymous, and you uh, will end up on the episode. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. But again, that gives you a lot of wiggle room. So like, you'll be fine. Have a fun weekend. Do something fun. Do something fun. Do something for yourself. I love you all. Have a fabulous weekend. And I'll talk to you Monday. Bye.